take a journey with me into the unseen realm of the paranormal. See it through the eyes of a demonologist. You're listening to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, and thank you for tuning into the Cajun Demonologist podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun Demonologist. Wow, we are literally 24 days away from the opening of Ghost of Morgan City. That will premiere on the Travel Channel Friday, June 21st. I am so excited and a little bit nervous, to be honest with you. If you have not heard the news yet, I will be one of the main cast members in an upcoming television series called Ghost of Morgan City. It's a great show. It's very well put together. Not only are you going to get to see... Uh, Me and my teammates participate in paranormal investigations, but each episode will tell a story of a Pacific haunting that we are investigating. There will be reenactments involved. It is very well put together. Um, So I'm very excited about this. Imagine I have been keeping this secret for the past four months. So imagine having this really, really awesome thing that happened in your life, but you can't tell anyone. I know that is quite a burden to carry around, to say the least, but now Travel Channel has finally made it public. We can speak about it. We could promote the show, so please help us, you know, make the show successful by tuning in. Um, We have started a Ghost of Morgan City Facebook page. We literally just started this Facebook page less than a week ago, and we already have almost 3,000 people on it. It is a very active page. Not only is it about the show Ghost of Morgan City, but all the members of the page as well tell their ghost stories. They interact with one another. Um, There's no bashing uh, that we will allow on this page. If you do go that route, we will kick you off or we will remove your post. Look, this is a place where people can get together, talk about their experiences without being judged. You know, unfortunately, that's one of the things that you have to deal with in this field of, of paranormal investigation. We get it all the time, but we will not allow that there. So with that being said, everyone, I strongly urge you to tune in to Ghost of Morgan City. That will premiere on the Travel Channel June 21st. Okay, and now for a word from one of our sponsors, um, which you could also find on Facebook, is called Paranormal Equipment Raffle Page. This site is set up to raffle off paranormal equipment. And I'm not talking about cheap brand paranormal equipment. I'm talking about some really cool stuff. They just raffled off an an SLS camera last week, which is a $400 piece of equipment. I think they were raffling it off for $20 per raffle. 
and some lucky winner won the SLS camera. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. Um, it's a way to get really quality paranormal equipment um, that you may not be able to afford otherwise. So all the proceeds to the paranormal equipment raffle page will go help fund my ministry, the Cajun Ministry. Uh, the Cajun Ministry is my paranormal team, I guess, if you will. Um, we travel all over the United States to try to help people that's dealing with uh, demonic possessions or demonic oppressions, things like that. Uh, it could get very costly. And, you know, I am one of these people that truly believe that it is not right to ask for money from a client that is needing your help, okay? Their life is being destroyed before their very eyes, and they just want someone to help them out of the darkness, and you're going to say, well, I can't help you because I need money to get there. I do not believe in that, so we have created alternative ways to be able to create the funding that we need to be able to support our ministry. Wow. So that's very exciting. To be honest with you, the page has been doing great. Uh, right now, we're raffling off a, a FLIR thermal camera. I think the, um, the spots are only $10 per spot. I think there are 60 spots. And also, we are raffling off a handheld 4K camcorder with microphone. I think those are $7 per raffle. So today's topic that we're going to get into is do demons have to follow rules we get this quite a lot this is a question that most people ask me uh, pretty regularly and the answer to this is yes demons do have to follow rules believe it or not you know we'll start this off by saying this god gave us one of the most wonderful gifts that can be given and it's called free will we have the free will to choose what we want in our lives what we don't want in our lives we can choose whether we want to go to the store now or we could choose do we want to go to the store later we can choose what we want to eat now in the world of demonic entities in spiritualism, free will is a very, very important thing to understand. We only allow what we want in our lives by accepting it or rejecting it. Same rule applies here. The best way that I can put it to you is, if you're a Christian, God does not force himself on you, okay? You have to accept God with your own free will. You have to invite him into your life. Now, that goes for the dark side as well. You have to invite a demonic entity into your life. It cannot, and I repeat, it cannot just see you walking down the road and say, ooh, I want to possess this person. I want to destroy this person's life. It does not happen that way. Okay? Demons cannot enter into a person without some type of pacific 
reason. Okay, now what do I mean by specific reason? We've all heard the, the Roman Catholic term, the right of exorcism, okay? But most people don't understand what the word right means. Right of exorcism, R-I-T-E, actually means it is a set of rituals to break a right that an entity has on a person, now, what that right is, is how that spirit or entity got into your life in the first place. Perfect example of this. Let's use Ouija boards. Ouija boards is a very popular thing nowadays. Is a Ouija board evil? My very honest answer to that is no. A Ouija board is nothing more than a piece of cardboard in a plastic or wooden dial. Now, what makes a Ouija board dangerous is your intent, and I will say this again, your intent on how you use that board. Playing with a Ouija board is no different than you doing EVP sessions or trying to talk to a spirit or something through a spirit box. It is the exact same concept, okay? The danger is when we communicate with spirits. Well, one thing we need to understand is demons, and I will repeat this again because I get this all the time. People will say, oh my God, did you hear what that thing said? I asked it its name and it said Satan. First of all, a demon is not going to reveal himself as something evil. The reason being is it has to be invited into your life. Okay, so let's use this for an example. All right, let's just say I dress up, got blood all over me. Or, you know, I put a mask on, Halloween mask of a monster or some kind, and I go knocking on your door. And it's not Halloween. Are you going to let me in? No. Absolutely not. You're going to lock your door, put the chain, and lock every freaking lock you have in your house so that I cannot get into your house. Same concept applies here. Evil spirits or demons are not going to present themselves as something evil. Because they know that you're not going to invite them in. They are going to present themselves as something that they know that you are going to let your guard down and invite them into your life. Like if you're playing with a Ouija board and you want to talk to Uncle Bob. Well, next thing you know, Uncle Bob's coming through the Ouija board. Okay? And you ask Uncle Bob a couple of personal questions. He gets them right. So you think to yourself... Oh, wow, this is Uncle Bob. So then you start asking what you perceive to be Uncle Bob personal questions about yourself. So at this point, you are letting your guard down with what? Your own free will. That gives that entity a legal right to enter into your home. Then we're going to have what we call an infestation, which just means it's the first 
term of a demonic type haunting. That's when you have all these hauntings going on in your home like you would a ghost. But the only difference is demonic hauntings are usually more violent. You have to understand, demons do not want to haunt homes. That is not what they do. They want to inhabit a body. And they want to steal your soul. That is what they do. Okay, so with this being said, a lot of ghost hunters or paranormal investigators in general, if you really watch YouTube videos on them, they're everywhere. It's not hard to look this up. When most investigators, especially investigators that have a little bit of understanding and a little bit of knowledge on the paranormal, they know not to invite something into their lives. So you get a lot of paranormal investigators asking questions about, you know, the homeowners, things like that. Why are you here? What is it that you want? Those type of things. That's not a personal question that you are asking. So if you are communicating with a demon that is impersonating Uncle Bob, you are not giving him that legal right. You are not opening the door. He may be knocking on that door, waiting for you to open it, but you have not invited him into your life. Okay, so this is the general concept of what a legal right is. It is something specific, a door that you have opened to give a demonic entity a legal right into your home or to yourself. Now, once you have invited the entity or demon into your home, you're not going to be possessed tomorrow. That's not how it works. Again, a demon has to have a legal right to possess you. I know it. That sounds absolutely insane, but it is 100% fact. You have to give a demon permission to possess you. Now, people are going to say, well, Jeremy, there's nobody in their right mind that will give a demon permission to possess them. I absolutely agree with you. Nobody in their right mind is going to do that. But the catch is, you have to understand, these things are way smarter than you will ever be. Okay? These are very intelligent beings. They've been around since the beginning of creation. Their, their intelligence exceeds you by, you can't even fathom. Okay? So, what they do... To gain permission to possess you is they will oppress you, which is the second stage to a demonic haunting. During this stage of oppression, what it will do is it will start influencing you. It'll start whispering in your ear, so to speak. Okay. And it's going to start trying to manipulate your mind. It's going to try to draw you away from the other people in your life 
It wants to isolate you. And the reason it wants to isolate you is it wants to break you down spiritually, emotionally, and physically. It wants to do what? What is it doing when it's doing this? It is trying to break your will, which is the most powerful thing that you have when it comes to fighting a demonic entity is your free will. Now, it's not going to win by just trying to break your will because you still have to give it permission to possess you. But here's the catch. Anything you care about, everything that you love, your children, your marriage, you know, your significant other, your job, everything that's dear to you that you think you have to have in your life in order to make life worth living. It will try to take that away from you. It will divide a family. It will use your kids. It will attack your kids if it has to, to break you down, to break your will. And the key factor is here. Once it's broken you down, you say, do whatever the hell you want to do to me, but you leave my family alone. Bingo. You just gave it permission. That's how it works. Look, every strategy that the enemy used is very well thought out. They know exactly what they're doing. So it's very important to understand this. Our free will is the key to keeping that door locked, not inviting them in. I go back to this. God does not force his love onto us. We have to accept him with our own free will. You have to understand what exists in heaven also exists in hell. Or as above, so below. Think of it that way. Okay? So you have to openly give in to these entities. Now, when we go back to the rite of exorcism, what the rite word, R-I-T-E, means in exorcism is you have to break whatever right an entity has on someone before you can cast it out. So, uh, deliverance or a exorcism has really three parts to it. One is calling up on the archangels, protecting yourself, protecting everyone that is there. Okay? And then the second part is addressing that spirit or that demon that is affecting or oppressing or possessing someone's life. We have to break whatever right it has and how we do that is simply calling it out. For an example, like I say, in the name of Jesus Christ and the blood he shed for us, I now seal this house in the most precious blood of Jesus. I break any and all curses such as witchcraft, sorcery, occultism in this home. All right. So at this point, I have verbally said different things to break something individual. 
I mean, if they played with a Ouija board, then, you know, by saying I break this, this house or this person of any and all doings of witchcraft, occult, occultism, you know, things like that. So I am breaking this. All right. So with that being said, now I have to cast it out. But being it no longer has a legal right to someone. I can cast it out because it has to have a legal right to be there in the first place. Now, a lot of people say, well, I moved into a home and there's a demon here and I didn't invite it into my life. It was already here. Is that true? Can that really happen? Well, yes, that can happen. And I'm going to tell you why. You can bind an entity or a demon to an object. It's something that happens in the black arts all the time. People will conjure up these things and they will bind them to an object. And it's a way to protect themselves from this entity. Okay? Sometimes if they do an occult or, 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 or a ritual or something like that, sometimes the practitioners will stand inside the circle for protection. And sometimes they will stand outside the circle for protection and they will conjure the demon inside the circle. The demon cannot cross. Now, in Satanism, I'm going to tell you this. Let me just go ahead and say it like this because, I mean, fact, fact. In Satanism, a lot of times what Satanists will do their job is to get as many souls as they can for these entities because these entities will give them power in return. So what they do is they find doorways for demons. And the way they do this is like they will make jewelry, stuff like that, or you know whatever it may be, and they will bind these entities to these objects. Now, the key here is that, again, someone has to accept these objects by their own free will. You can't make an object, bind a demon to it, and hide it in someone's house and expect it to start doing its job, such as infestation, oppression, and then lead to possession. Again, these objects have to be taken in by what? Your own free will. So what they do is they use these objects and things like that. They bind these entities to them. They bring them to pawn shops. You know, they bring them to thrift stores, you know, things like that. And when somebody buys them, they're buying it with their own free will. They don't know what they're buying. They don't know what's attached to it, but they're still there buying it with their own free will. Well, at this point, the entity already has access to the home. So the infestation can start, but it still has to follow the rules that are set by the laws of spiritualism, however you want to say it, whatever it is. All right. So it's very important to understand that one, you have to invite an entity into your life Two. You can move into a home or property that is already has a demonic entity into it. If a satanic ritual took place in a home, look, I've dealt with this myself. We had a young couple once that bought their dream home and they got this huge 
5,000 square foot, two-story mansion for around $130,000. Now, in southern Louisiana, that's really cheap. And I'm sure in other places, they're, they're a lot more expensive to buy a home than it is here. Your average home here costs about two hundred grand. They got this huge house that should have sold for about 400000 They got it for 130000 They move into this home, and the wife starts being affected first. They have all the strange stuff going on, people having scratch marks. You know, they're seeing these entities standing at the top of the stairs. All the, They go to town, they come back, all their cabinet doors are open, those kind of things. So they call us in to investigate, and we start investigating, and I go through the process of trying to figure out whether we're dealing with an earthbound spirit or if we're dealing with something more malevolent. I come to the conclusion that it was malevolent, but I couldn't figure out how it got into the home. Well, a couple of days after our first investigation, the husband was upstairs remodeling the place and he tore the carpet out of one of the bedrooms and underneath the carpet was a huge satanic pentagram so that demon got into that home by doing a ritual that's how he was conjured up into that home and unless i was to close that pentagram that doorway then that entity had every right to be in that home once we were able to break that, we actually tore we, we actually tore the entire floor up, the plywood and everything, and we submerged it in water. Okay? And then after that, it had no legal right. It was as simple as doing a deliverance on the home, and there has been no paranormal activity since. So you know, it's important to understand and really research a home and know what you're buying if you're going to buy a new home or you're experiencing this. You know, you got to always remember, they will find loopholes. So these people, look, the enemy has a well-organized plan. They know exactly what they're doing. They've been doing it for thousands of years, and it's not going to change. And when you in a position that I am as a demonologist, you learn the traits that these entities go by. You know, they try to keep themselves unknown because that is their greatest power that they have is making you believe that they don't exist or they're not there. Um, so you learn these things over time. But I just wanted to give you guys a quick little lesson on, you know, that demons have to have a right to be into your life. So, I hope you all have a good day, and don't forget to tune in to the Travel Channel June 21st for the premiere of Ghost of Morgan City. The first episode is going to be called The Mist, and find out why we call it The Mist by tuning in. Have a good day, everyone.